It was 1 a.m., Monday, October 2nd, 2017. As Kelly left Chad's house in Venice Beach, California, little did she know that was the last time she'd ever see him again. Where do people go when they disappear without a trace, leaving jilted lovers with unanswered questions in their wake? What went wrong? Was it something I said? Why did they vanish? We think the victims deserve more than these cold-hearted acts of indifference. They deserve answers, and we're on a mission to find them. I'm Erin. And I'm Ariel. I have a journalism degree. I'm in Mensa. Together, we are Ghosted Hunters. Our story begins like most modern love affairs, on a dating app. Okay, so I met this dude on Bumble, because I was a very avid Bumbler when I first moved to L.A. last summer. Meet Kelly, a 27-year-old marketing maven from the Miracle Mile region in Los Angeles. Um, I maybe met him in August or September, sometime in the late summer, fall, and... um, Let's see, yeah, we matched on Bumble, we were chatting for a while, we added each other on Insta, or followed each other on Insta, so we would chat there. In the beginning, Chad seemed promising. He had rock-hard abs and a large penis he enjoyed photographing on Snapchat. Blinded by his tantalizing physique, Kelly could have never predicted there was a dark soul hiding behind those abs. Super hot, very good looking, very nice situation. Um, By situation, do you mean his penis? I do mean his penis and kind of the whole package. He's very in excellent shape. Their first date was ripped from the pages of a romance novel. I think we ended up watching like football on his couch and I drank a whole bottle of wine. So that was good. By yourself? By myself. But it was over the course of like a couple or like a few hours. So it's fine. So you weren't in a blackout? Oh, absolutely not, no. Why didn't he take you on a proper first date? Um, that is a good question. And I'm not quite sure because I can't remember that well. Did you talk Um, on the phone? Prior to the day we met? Yes. No. Despite not verbally communicating, our lovers already had an intimate look at each other's anatomy. I should add that we also added each other on Snap and there were some scandalous snapping instances before there was an exchange, a mutual exchange of nudies. Was it understood that you would be making love or was that something that just happened? I think that it was very heavily implied before we hung out. Although I don't know if we, I don't know if I thought it was for sure gonna happen. Although she wasn't sure, Kelly was prepared. Did you shave your legs? Were you sex ready for the evening? I was. And I will say I was also comfort ready because I did wear sweatpants. Did he shave as well? Because he's like works out a lot. Um, and so he shaves everywhere. Was he but manscaped? I feel like yes. I don't have that big of a mental image of like his pubes in my head but I think that they were nice either way or I would remember if they were unruly
From the beginning, Chad's maturity levels were questionable. Is he is he an adult man? What age is he? Um, I think he's in his 30s. Now you're saying he lived in a bachelor pad. Were there dirty towels on the floor? Was there any sign of maturity anywhere? I don't recall if there were towels on the floor and stuff like that. However, his mattress was on the floor. No box spray. Not that I remember, and definitely no bed frame. He slept on a singular mattress on the floor. This is a man in his 30s. Chad didn't fly solo. He was housing a long-term couch surfer who joined the Lovebirds. His apartment that I went to was actually a one-bedroom, and he had a friend sleeping on his couch. His friend was staying in the living room. Was there, like, pillows and blankets and things like that? There were. It appears the couch surfer had a better sleeping situation than his unofficial landlord. Regardless, the trio sat on the roommate's bed to watch a football game. Do you remember who was playing the game? What football teams? I think it may have been the Cowboys, although I do not remember who they were playing. Is he a Cowboys fan? I hope not, but probably. The stench of musty towels filled the air, coupled with the scent of Cheetos crumbs, an aphrodisiac no woman can resist. So then, um, we make our way to his bedroom. And we did the thing. And I did not sleep over because I didn't want to. And also I had my dog and stuff and that would have been weird. Were your dogs in the room when you made love? No. With his Herculean penis and Kelly's rabid sex drive, this could have been the start of a fairy tale romance. But Kelly soon discovered her paramour was not who she thought he was. Your first date, you had sex. We did. And then what happened after that? So we had both discussed, like, oh, we had a good time, that was good, blah, blah, blah. And then I think this would have been the next day, because we did talk a little bit afterwards. The next day or the day after, I did not hear from him again. I noticed that he blocked me because my texts were turning green, blocked me on Instagram, blocked me on Snapchat. The day after you had sex? Yeah. Did anything negative happen? No. And that's why I was so confused. We are, too. Was it out of nowhere? We retraced Kelly's tracks to find out if there were any clues leading to the demise of this budding relationship. Walk me through you leaving his house Uh that night. Let's see. So him and his dog walked me and my dog out, like, back to my vehicle, which was across the street. Um, Yeah, and so he and the dog walked you across the street. Did you kiss? Good night. That's a good question. I can't remember. Probably not. What time of night was it? Um, this would have been, I think, between like, this would have probably been like 1 a.m. And how much time elapsed between 1 a.m. that night to the next day when you realized he blocked you? Was that 24 hours? Less yeah, time? I'd say about like within 24 hours because I can't remember if we spoke that morning or not. 
Um, but I, we did speak afterwards that, like, we both enjoyed ourselves. Like, when you got home. Yeah. So there was a conversation mm-hmm. where you were both in agreement. Right. And we're like, yeah, let's do it again. Fun. Yeah. Was it fun for both parties? Why would he block someone whose company he enjoyed? He blocked you for no reason? So On I, phone and all social media. Right. At least to my understanding, was no reason because we had agreed that we both had a good time. I really had a good time and I was looking forward to seeing him again. Um, but yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. And I didn't get any inclination prior to that that I or that something had transpired between us that was weird or like that I had turned him off in some way. Naturally, our minds went to cheater syndrome. Is it possible he had a girlfriend you didn't know about? It is possible. I do remember him speaking about a breakup, but it could have been a weird on-off thing or maybe, you know, he was going through it still at that time. And he had mentioned something to me about that, but... He was never clear with you about being in a relationship or anything. Right. Like, what I had heard of was that he was was going through or went through a really bad breakup at that time. Did you or see, prior to that. Did you see any evidence of another woman in his home? Mm, I did not. It was very much a bachelor pad. Very much. With no legitimate evidence of wrongdoing on her behalf, Chad's inexplicable behavior sent Kelly into a spiral. So I did not like this guy. I thought he was an asshole from the get-go. He just seemed kind of uh, insane. That was Kelly's best friend, Julia. Um, So when he ghosted her, it was kind of like, I'm not surprised. He seems crazy. Um, Good riddance. But then also like horrible timing because it was right after they'd had sex. So really douchey move on his part. Yeah, Kelly was super bummed, which... um, it's always shitty to see, and then it sucks even more when, like, she's bummed out about this guy who just seemed like a jerk from the beginning. Um, so that was tough, and she definitely didn't get, like, why at that point he was ghosting her. After speaking with her, we had a greater understanding of the gravity of the situation. We immediately hit the streets to track down Chad and get answers. Our first stop, his place of work. Hospital, how can I direct your call? Hi, we're looking for person. Is he available? Ma'am, I've asked you before, please stop calling here. This is inappropriate. We've actually emergencies detected. This is only the 45th time we're calling you. Uh, we can't help you. Please, please stop calling. This is an emergency. It is an emergency. Oh, okay. After 113 unsuccessful phone calls, we decided to take matters into our own hands, and we visited his place of work on foot. Pardon me, ladies. Sorry to interrupt. I have to ask you to leave the premises at this time. Why? No. We're not. We're sick. We're sick. No, actually, we've been briefed on your harassment of hospital staff. I have tendonitis. Yes, she does. That's great and all. Maybe you can go to a local clinic. At this time, you're trespassing, and I will call the sheriff. We are journalists. Are you going to insult our journalistic integrity? Where's your pen, paper, laptop? I don't see anything. We Uh, don't It's 2008. Who do you work for? Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Leave the premises immediately. Five minutes later. 
We need to see a doctor immediately. I'm sorry, the doctor's out. There is no Mr. We know he works here. You've been given fallible information. Have a good night. Wow, this is really unprofessional. You know what? I'm in Mensa, so... I'm filing a report with the Better Business Bureau. You guys have to leave. Perhaps some of you are wondering, why didn't they just call him on his cell phone? Great question. We did. Initially, Chad agreed to talk to us. But pinning down a time was as hard as his genitalia and a dirty Snapchat. He said, um, maybe he'll talk to us, but he's getting on a plane. It's weird. I think he knows what we're up to. We never heard from Chad after that. And since he's not here to tell his side of the story, disclaimer, the rest of this makes him look pretty bad. Unfortunately for Kelly, Chad's ghosting was only temporary. What happened next not only shocked Kelly, but it shocked us as well. Stay tuned as the saga continues on the next episode of Ghosted Hunters. Ghosted Hunters is written and produced by Aaron Darling and Ariel Kashanchi. Special thanks to Kelly, Julia, David Collings, Fernando Martinez, music and sound editing by Wesley Valentin, and most importantly, to Chad. If you have any information about the whereabouts of Chad, or if you have a ghosting you would like to be investigated, please contact us at ghostedhunters at gmail.com. Please share, subscribe, review, and support us on Patreon. Names in this podcast have been changed to protect the identities of the ghosted and the ghosty.